What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 359th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, SBJ. With me on this community day? Well, technically, this comes out on Monday, so it doesn't matter. It's community. We're recording before community day, really early, uh, because Bobby is here, and Bobby has a family, and we have to record before his family does things. I'm up very early. Yeah, sorry guys. Uh I'm up <laughs> earlier because it's two hours earlier here. So That's true. Hopefully that's something. I feel like once you have a kid though, you're like seven AM is like a late start day for you. That's true. So I guess yeah, sort of slept in, I guess. Will is also here. Yeah, I've been up since four AM, so I have no pity for either one of you guys. <laughs> But I am here to tell you about how horrible PTCGO is, because I promised I would tell you guys this story as we were sure. recording. A lot of people are really into TCGO right now. It's awesome. Yes, and, and partially your fault for doing a PTCGO stream, which encouraged people. It but totally is your fault, you actually. You know what is the worst <laughs> thing that can happen in PTCGO, or one of the worst things that can happen in PTCGO? Uh, dead drawing is real awful. No, 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 no. has nothing to do with other people. That's just the, the life of a Pokemon trading card game player. It's like, I cannot get an energy in my hand. I can't get anything to draw cards. Ugh. No. This is specific to PTCGO. You know how every day you get the little box that bounces up and down and you click on that box and it's like, here's five coins, here's 10 coins, 15 coins. And then like after five days, you get a pack. Yes. Right? And yeah, ideally right. you would get two packs because the coins should equal a pack as well. Well, either way, that pack that you get, you can't trade. Right? So it's, it's kind of like useless. It's trade locked. So I didn't know that. All you can do is open it. You, there's no opportunity to trade it for a card. Because the true currency, much like cigarettes in prison, is packs <laughs> in PTCGO. Right? You don't want to trade cards for cards. You want to have those unopened packs because people, like the potential for what could be found in those packs is of so much more value than the actual card that exists. Correct. Yes. I packs didn't realize worth... you could trade packs. I thought there, there, was only there are very oh, yeah. few cards that are worth more than an actual pack. I have a lot to learn. So let's imagine that you spent maybe like $40 on PTCGO codes for packs of unbroken bonds, right? That's what one would do. You used those packs to, say, trade for a specific GX card that you needed because you're building a particular deck that needs just one copy of that GX card. So maybe you had to trade two delicious packs of unbroken bonds, the in-demand set of packs in PTCGO right now for that one card and you did it and you've got your deck and then you do your daily click and you get your untradeable pack and you're like well might as well open it because I can't trade it for anything and you open it and you get that GX card in that pack how disappointing and miserable is that no because then you can trade the card the you just one. trade yeah, right. back yeah, for it's packs. Not, it's I can't. It's not no good. Do you think I can? I'm going to be able to trade that for two more unbroken bonds. Nobody wants it anymore. The people that wanted that deck already built that deck. Okay, hold on. Here's the here's the twist. Which GX card was it? I don't, you want me to give away my deck? Well, I mean, yeah. Blissephalon <laughs> <laughs> GX. Uh, uh, I do Blacephalon. remember you looking for that. No, nah, Blacephalon is still worth money. 
Well, I mean, there's still a Blacephalon deck. It's just the baby Blacephalon is worth more than Blacephalon GX right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I actually see a lot of people cutting Blacephalon GX because it's just a liability in that deck sometimes. Yeah, it's giving away prizes. But do you know, so I've been playing against a few people who, who don't realize what it does, especially like what this GX move is, because to me, it's possibly the stupidest GX move in existence. Isn't it just take one prize card? Discard one prize card. That sounds fine. I have literally had people get me down to one prize and they don't do anything to get rid of Blacephalon GX. I make it active and I just attack <laughs> and discard my last prize card. And I'm like, I won. And they're like, did you knock me out? And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, because you hold it in your hand till like the end of the game. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> sounds good. Fun times with PTCGO. This right might there. be the only off-topic story we've told before we got into the Pokemon news that was Pokemon related. I mean, we've done wow. it before. We've that done it true. before. Probably. There's a lot of episodes. I don't know we how many episodes there are. 368, something like that? 60, f- 59. 59, right? We're yeah. almost at 360, <laughs> and then we turn into an Xbox podcast. Nice. Wow. We, there was some Pokemon news this week that we're going to talk about. There's a new Pokemon game. What? There are new Pokemon in Pokemon Go? Excuse me? There's a May International Challenge, which most of you probably forgot to register for. Correct. There- <laughs> I remembered. There are uh, and new plushes that we're going to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah, what? they look so good. Let's just get them. Let's jump into news. Nah, too much news. I'm out. See you guys next week. All right. Bye, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about this last week. I'll just bring it up again real quick. Register now for the 2019 May International Challenge. I will put this in the show notes that you can click on. It will take you there. Log into the Pokemon Global Link website. Click on your Trainer Club account. Select either your copy of Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon. Register it before the end of day on Thursday. And then once Friday begins, do your three battles. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. But then after that ends, in about two to three weeks, they will post rankings. And then they will give everyone who participated a shiny Tapu Fini, which is a very good shiny. Also... It's better than walking into a GameStop. I don't know. What do you guys want from me? <laughs> They're giving away shinies. Do what you got to do. Go in. Do it. I'm going to be honest. Um, I think I haven't won one match in the th- in the two last ch- uh, tournaments or three. I don't know. I don't think I've ever won <laughs> in the VGC. Online. Have you gone in with like young gooses or have you gone in with an actual decent? I, mean, I don't know what decent. I don't know what the <laughs> decent actually means now that I'm thinking about it. Um, no, I, I mean, I don't, I don't ever. I always forget until last minute to to jump in and do the matches, and so I don't have any held items or anything. I just like pick legendary stuff or whatever is like strong, but without held items, and it always, I, I never win. So well, I mean, you don't have to use good held items. Yeah, I just well, don't think got, about it. I just jump in with, like I just a, jump in with the team. Stack attack and put a quick claw on it. 
There you go. That'll do it. It's not. It's not having the held items. It's remembering to like put them on when I'm select when I'm selecting a team. I don't know. Maybe I'll try harder this time. Speaking of shiny Pokemon, did we talk about this? Well, we didn't talk about this last week because Bobby wasn't here last week. But did you, Bobby, do your uh, target shiny Pikachu, shiny Eevee thing? Do they have targets in California? <laughs> Um, I haven't done it yet. Yes, they have plenty of targets in California. I think there are like six within 10 miles of my house. Okay, because I've heard on Slack that some people just, they couldn't find the QR codes in their target or they'd like, yeah, they I didn't, did hear they that couldn't too. get cards or they had the QR codes for the shiny Eevee, shiny Pikachu, but they didn't have the QR codes for like the Mr. Mime or the Psyduck stickers. I will investigate <laughs> when I go to my target. Um, I feel like in the past, I've had similar experiences where no one cares. And so it's not, I mean, even going to like get the code cards back when the legendaries were out for Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, um, everyone was, the people that were working there were just confused for the most part or thought it was for Pokemon Go and then tried to talk about Pokemon Go. Well, how dare they? <laughs> how dare? So, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if I had a similar experience, but we'll see. I'll, I'll probably go in the next today or tomorrow. And there are no targets in DC, Will. There are two that I know of now. There's this weird underground one that I've never been to, but there's no parking Ooh, for it. So Underground? Is it hidden? Yeah, isn't, like, isn't DC walkable? Isn't everything like just you walk over no. to the White House, you get a coffee, no. you walk over to the... <laughs> Statue no, of Lincoln, and bit. you sit Heck on no. his lap. No, <laughs> you sit on his lap. Oh, it's <laughs> a big statue, isn't taken? it? <laughs> you'll you'll get yourself arrested for that little thing right there. I mean, technically, that target is walkable. I think it's about a mile from my house, but uh, I just I I didn't even realize it was there until about two weeks ago. So, um, yeah, I just haven't had the time or the energy to go and do it. I don't know what's up. We've already heard reports that some targets have thrown away all the Psyduck cards or have already taken down the QR codes. So I, I'm, I'm assuming it is probably how much does said target employee in charge of this actually care about Pokemon? <laughs> uh, I thought the Psyduck was just, wasn't that just specific to Detective Pikachu for that day or weekend? Y yeah, yeah, that Psyduck was supposed to be specific to that day, but... If they have extras, why? I mean, I just set them out on the counter and let people take them. But I, yeah, yeah, true. And maybe they just throw them all out, which seems like a waste. Because like this is not the first Pokemon event they've done. You can easily give these things away. Who knows? I I can't read the mind of your average Target employee, so I don't know. Some other news that we talked about last week. This is off Nintendo Life rumor. We have actually talked about this rumor before, but a sequel to Detective Pikachu is already in development. You mean the movie, not the video game. Yes. According to sources, multiple individuals involved in the original production of Detective Pikachu have confirmed Legendary Entertainment is moving forward with a second outing once starting the Electric Rodent, Rodent voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Apart from this, there's no other information about the film, and Legendary itself did not respond when 
when contacted by the website. This follows on from an exclusive on the Hollywood Reporter website earlier this year, suggesting Legendary Entertainment reportedly hired Oren Uzili to write the script for the sequel. Uzili, Uzil, I'm sorry, uh, previously worked on films such as 22 Jump Street, The Cloverfield Paradox, and is also responsible for the live-action CGI adaptation of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, no. I demand they fire this person immediately. I watched the entirety of the Cloverfield Paradox. That is possibly... Cloverfield is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Cloverfield Paradox, possibly one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep, I agree. Cloverfield is also one of my top favorite movies of all time, and I was incredibly disappointed with Cloverfield Paradox, so... Now, when you say Cloverfield in your top, do you mean Cloverfield 1 or Cloverfield 2? Cloverfield 1. Okay, heck yeah. You yep. know what's up. I Absolutely. really, really like Cloverfield 1, too. Too late to the party, friend. Oh, my bad. Okay, sorry. My mistake. I think uh, we talked, Will and I talked about this with Greg on the podcast, that this is, and and, and we've, now that Detective Pikachu is out, and I'm going to grab Bobby's opinion in here in a hot second. We had a discussion with Greg that this is very common with movies. They usually try to secure the rights to sequels before the movie comes out in case the movie is a huge success that they can already uh, secure actors and fundings and get the ball rolling on the next movie because, as we know, movies just don't happen overnight. And a lot of times, actors will get cast in roles for movies that may not even exist yet. And so in this case, for example, it says that they've secured Ryan Reynolds again. It could be that while filming Detective Pikachu, Ryan Reynolds was already starring in like three more movies and they figured, well, this is just hypothetical, but probably realistic that, okay, well, if Ryan already is in three more movies, and we're thinking about a sequel, well, we better book or put a hold on Ryan for these months to shoot the sequel so it can come out quickly. Otherwise, other movies will grab him before we can grab him. Uh, I mean, I guess that all makes sense, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's sensible. Um, I, a movie doesn't... It doesn't even need to do, like, amazingly well at the box office, right, for them to decide to go forward with that sequel. and so. I guess. Yeah, AKA 22 Jump Street. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And like you were saying, like, uh, movies do that all the time. So, even if they licensed stuff, what we, which we talked about before, it didn't mean they were going to do anything with it then. Um, but, I mean, Detective Pikachu did very well. So, I don't see why they wouldn't make more. Or they they secure it, but they don't do anything with it. Just like the ongoing conversation about like an uncharted movie that has yet to ever happen. Yeah, I I feel like, well, I mean, it's already been said, right? Detective Pikachu is one of the best video game adaptation movies that's come out, or something like that. Or it it did more at the box office in its first weekend than any other video game adaptation movie 
Yeah, so I was going to tough. say, like, how it's would you define best? Because mm, Mortal Kombat was pretty good. <laughs> was it? Was it really? The no. first one? <laughs> According to Forbes.com, uh, box office Pokemon Detective Pikachu tops 200 million worldwide. And that was on May 17th. So that was two days ago. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. And I think it was the movie that finally beat Endgame in theaters, but I think that was also Endgame's third or fourth week being number one. Yeah. Yeah, I think people... I was also seeing a lot of tweets about, oh, this movie just didn't do well. Oh, this movie like didn't do great, so it must not be that good. Um, but I think people have a bit of a distorted view because they think movies that don't do a billion dollars in, you know, a month's time aren't going, aren't doing well. But I think that this movie did just fine. Um, I feel like it, it it's making money. It People seem to love it. Reviews are great. Uh, so I, I don't see why they wouldn't want to make a, a lot more of these. If it made two hundred million worldwide, uh, the budget. Uh, I checked. I checked this last week just to see how expensive this movie was to make, and it was one hundred and fifty million. Um, and then box office, according to Wikipedia, it is at two hundred and six million dollars. So it's made fifty six million dollars in, I guess, above budget. Which I'm not. E- I, I, not an expert in, in money. Uh, when it comes to movies making money, but I feel like $56 million over your budget is probably pretty good. Not Probably not like th- the best, but that's still profitable. And they haven't even gotten to DVD slash Blu-ray sales, which we've seen in the past, uh, just off like how Pokemon has surpassed Star Wars and surpassed Hello Kitty and surpassed Harry Potter, that DVDs and Blu-ray sales are... a Nice little chunk of that change. Like they look, if you're driving a minivan and you got two kids in the back, DVDs are probably your li- your your lifesaver right there. Oh, what a world! Kids can watch movies in the car. <laughs> we yeah, used to have been able to do that books. for like twenty years. Will oh, I trust me? I have not been around kids in twenty years. <laughs> we used to have books. We still have books. Well, they didn't go anywhere. Yeah, but they're not forcing them on kids like they used to. They were forced on you? Yeah, it was like, be quiet, sit in the back of the car and read a book. I would throw up if I was reading a book in the back of the car. Well, you're special. Hey, my 23andMe told me I don't get motion sickness. Because you can tell that from genetics. All right. Wait, but do you get motion sickness? Was 23andMe wrong? No, they're right. They're right. I I can play a video game in a car. I can read a book in a car. I can sleep in a car. You're so lucky. I can't look at a well, phone I, in the car for more than five seconds without getting geez. feeling sick. I grew up on sailboats, so if I had a motion sickness problem, I, it would have been all over by now. Yeah, I also, my family has a boat, and we all have to take, like, Tramamine before getting on it. No fun. Yep. Bobby. Yes. Let me hear those thoughts on Detective Pikachu. No spoilers, of course. Right, right. I loved it. 
I thought that the they really brought the Pokemon to life in a a good way because I think we've all seen over the last however long when people try to do like real life recreations of Pokemon, they look terrifying. And I think this movie did a really great job of making them look natural, putting them in the the real world, which was awesome. Um, I thought the plot was a little simple, I guess, uh, which is fine. There's plenty of movies out there. Every Pokemon movie has a somewhat simple plot, so no different than anything else. But I liked the acting. Um, I thought Pikachu was hilarious. Ryan Reynolds was was good. A lot of funny moments. And I disagree. I know you were talking about the whole love situation last week yeah and i agree i don't think every movie needs a love interest um i mean i feel like every movie has one but it's annoying (laughs) because they don't they don't need it and but i do think i don't know it it almost seemed how how old is that character supposed to be is just as, as tim goodman supposed to be College graduate, uh, early 20s. Mm. Or, yeah, early 20s. I think in the game they specifically say he's 18. Uh, but in this movie, I mean, he says he's an insurance agent, so maybe like 19 Well, insurance adjuster. Oh, adjuster, yeah. Maybe that, I don't know, is that an entry-level position? Not really, no, but... <laughs> okay, so I would just, like, if he got it when he was 18, maybe two years later, so 20. But yeah, they... Okay, so the the thing I felt about that was that the way that he was acting um, toward, I forget her name, but Catherine Newton, whatever her character's name is, um, Lily? Is it Lily? Lily, Lily Streetman? Lucy. Lucy, no, Lucy Stevens. Lucy Stevens, that's right. Um, the way that he was acting toward her almost made it feel like he was like a teenager. You know, it was like that infatuation and that when Pikachu said something, he was like, no, I don't like like her. Like that feeling kind of made me feel like he was like 13, 14, 15 years old instead of what I thought initially was supposed to be like a 20 year old person. Trust me, that's the way I act in my relationships. So it doesn't (laughs) go away even up into your 40s. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I guess it's just how, how I acted at like 14, 15, 16. So it gave me that that feeling Um, yeah but i didn't see it as i just saw it as like oh because pikachu thinks he has a crush on her and then he's trying to deny it and that whole situation of maybe you like someone maybe not like i i feel like it didn't go a whole lot deeper than that um i still didn't need to be in there but I didn't feel like they were trying to turn it into a whole connection thing where, like, they're going to end up together at the end kind of situation. Um, other than that, I thought I thought the movie was great. Um, the the whole, like I said, the plot was kind of simple, um, but that's expected. Uh, and I think that my favorite Pokemon to see come to life was I was really bummed there was no far fetched in there, but I'm not surprised because he's forgotten. Um, but I would say probably I really liked the Bulbasaur a lot. Yeah, Bulbasaur. I was thought good. they were I thought they were real cool. Um, and also the Loudred were pretty funny. Um, in that underground club. Yeah, those are my thoughts. 
Alright, let's tackle one bit of news and then we'll take a break here. This is off Nintendo Wire. Coming as no surprise to anyone, the Pokemon Center is continuing its series dedicated to celebrating every single pocket monster in plush form. The final wave of the Kanto Mons are just hit the Pokemon Center two weeks ago. That's actually a very confusing sentence to me because when I went to Japan, they had all of them. It's just that certain ones were sold out. Per usual, the first round of promo images are coming from Japan where the Pokemon Center retailers refer to the series as Pokemon Fit. However, in North America, they call these adorable plushes the Sitting Cuties. We have a listing of numbers 152 to 251 expected to land in Japan on June 8th. That will include all of the Pokemon in the Johto series. That's super exciting. They are normally priced at ten ninety nine uh, in the U.S. Pokemon Center. I don't so are know. these the ones that fit in your hand? They're like little. I mean, they're decent size. They're smaller than, um, I'm looking at my, I have a far-fetched one, and then I have a regular size Mew sitting in front of me, and they're maybe 75% size of like a regular plush. They're not tiny, but they're not the, they're not normal sized plushes. They have the, like, the beans in them. Oh, I love little be like beanie babies. Yeah. Except Pokemon. Kinda, yeah. Except yeah, not as not many beans all over again. Not as many beans as like a beanie baby. They're just. I think they have the beans in them to kind of weight them down so they sit. Hmm. Still it, fun. It's very interesting to just see the Pokemon from a specific generation. You can kind of. I mean, not that Gen Two is the smallest because there's a hundred Pokemon in Gen Two. Yeah, and I think there's like seventy-two Pokemon in like X and Y. But just, like, looking at just Gen 2 separated, you're like, oh, there's not a lot here to look at. <laughs> well, and also, there's, like, what? They have 28 unknown in there, in that collection. Yeah. So the whole, like, back two rows is just unknown, which is cool. They did all 28. Yeah, that's the coolest part, is they're making a plush for every letter of unknown um, which is awesome because you could spell your name, you could spend uh, $400 on all of them, <laughs> you could uh, just get one letter, I suppose. They, uh, and they threw in the exclamation point and question mark in Johto, even though they didn't get released until Hoenn, right? Yeah. So that's oh, interesting. Get, that's cool. Hmm. But I was, I was like looking and I was out of like the Gen 2 Pokemon. I, I think the other thing that uh, is interesting is like, which plushes would you like never imagine getting a Pokemon? And then I looked and the one that stands out to me the most, which I think it ends up like oddly enough, the one I want the most is Sunkern. Really? Because that, doesn't, that seems. Better I, than more so than Skarmory. Really, I feel like people like Skarmory. I feel like no one likes Sunkern, and like seeing that grumpy Sunkern plush and being like, "Oh man, they'll probably but, never make a Sunkern plush again." I need to get on this. But a That's plush <laughs> Skarmory is weird because it's supposed to be hard and metallic, not soft and squishy. Yeah, is there? A, there's a Steelix one then too, right? Because that would be another weird one. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. The the Steerlix one is curled up like the Onyx one is. Um, there's also like the Ariados plush looks surprisingly really good. And you would think that Ariados would not transfer. Yeah, I'm not about the spiders. To plush form. There are, okay, so I, real yeah. talk, there are some bad sitting cuties. Like the ghastly one is really awful. Oh, wait a minute. Now I've got to look at this. Yeah, I have not seen How them. dare they? I haven't taken a good look at all of them yet. As Americans, we don't really have the benefit of walking into a store and looking at all of them. We can like look at them on the website, which is not exactly the same of looking at them in real life. So when I was in Japan, they had all of the, all of them out at every Pokemon Center unless they were sold out of certain ones. Like the Charizard one was always sold out, the Mewtwo one was always sold out, but they're usually had like a display so they like the ones that were really really hard to find like those two were behind glass so at least you could look at them out of all of the ones i saw in the first 150 one boy that ghastly one really really missed the mark it was easily the worst one i think it looks like it's covered in like grape slurpee yeah two comments here number one don't do an internet search for ghastly sitting cutie do not do that as your search term. <laughs> Throw Pokemon in there. Okay, well, now I'm definitely going to do that search term. The Vileplume one is... I, now I'm going to put this in my cart right now. <laughs> that Vileplume is so cute. Wow. Do they have an Oddish? They've got to have an Oddish. Yeah, all 151. Yeah, all... Unless they're oh, sold man. out. How all right. dare they? I think you guys have talked about this before, but do you think how cool would it be if like every like 250th one someone got like was shiny would you guys be into that if like randomly you got a shiny one instead of a regular one do you have you do you 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 were obviously not around during the cabbage patch craze of the 80s because there would be people knocking each other down trying to get these things heck no come on that'd be fun i know i was not i was born in 88 i don't Barely remember what a cabbage patch is. I I still don't think the, I don't think that shinies are mainstream mainstream enough at this point. I mean, some people might be shaking Not their with head, that attitude, shaking their head at the show, <laughs> being like, "Well, I've been shiny hunting for years, and it's yeah, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't yeah, mean it's right. mainstream." But uh, I think that if you are a parent ordering your child crowbat plush. <laughs> Because I don't think Crobat has had a plush up to this point, and it showed up as green and pink. Uh, and your kid who might not know what a shiny is because they're like eight years old and they've just started playing Sun and Moon and fell in love with Crobat. As a parent, you'd be very happy that you got something that looked different from the website. But I mean, I you put guess. that in the marketing materials and you say, does yours not look like this? Hey, you got the special one. But what if your kid's favorite color is like purple and then it ships with a green crowbat? Okay, what if return it? They've got enough money in the bank. What if they just gave you one of each? So like you got a second one as a heck. No, 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 no. This this problem. Then you have the people that are like, well, last time I ordered, I got two. (laughs) People are unfortunately too not smart. Well, people already complain when there's not even that, like, going on. So I feel like, who cares? Like, you're always going to get people complaining. 
but I would be happy if they did it, so they should do it. I think there's only like one shiny plush on Pokemon Center. I think it's Tapu Koko. Yeah, just the shiny Tapu Koko. I thought it was interesting that they actually even did that. Um, they had uh, they have shiny plushes in Japan. Uh, they had like they have a, they had a shiny Mimikyu plush that you could get. But oh, they did also you buy did, one of those. I did Micah? not know. Um, well, Mike already has. Mike has already imported like every Mimikyu plush. Oh, um, that makes sense. But also, they they did specifically have a Mimikyu collection, so that doesn't seem like that weird. Not that any of it is weird. It's just that they have done shiny plushes, but they're they don't do them all the time, and right, not for right. every Pokemon. Like this might be the like looking at this. Sitting cuties, this might be the only time we ever get a Remoraid plush. <laughs> and, yeah, that makes sense. There's no reason to have any more than one. I really want the Smeargle, the Smeargle one. What about the Farfetch one? I have the Farfetch one. It's sitting on my desk. Yeah, I have a Japanese one and the English one. They're, ex- nice. they're literally identical. It's just the tag is different. One says sitting cutie, one says uh, whatever the other... Fit thing they call it pokemon, pokemon fit, fit right yeah yeah and this might be the first time we also got a dunsparce plush sounds about right okay i'm looking at the lickitung one that looks really creepy oh i have the lickitung one it's so creepy looking so the so the lickitung one was one of the ones that were sold out everywhere and the fourth pokemon center we went to we we saw it and so we were like, well, we have to get it. It's been sold out at three Pokemon centers. Uh, so the Licking Tongue one we got, and then the Porygon was also sold out at a lot of them. We found a Porygon, so we got that. I got the English Aerodactyl one, because that was also sold out everywhere. So the ones that were always sold out in Japan were like Snorlax, Charizard, Butterfree, Omanite, Porygon, Licking Tongue, Aerodactyl, Dragonite. Mewtwo and Mew, of course, and Starmie was apparently sold out everywhere. Those are some interesting ones. I mean, Snorlax. When I went to Japan, I I remember this wasn't sitting cuties because they weren't out yet, but I went and got Mew and Snorlax were the two. They didn't have Farfetch'd at the time, obviously, but Mew and Snorlax were the go-tos for me at the time, so not surprising. Well, let's take a sitting cuties break. And when we come back, we got some Pokemon Go news, and we have this uh, new mobile game to talk about. So we will be right back. Zelda's good. I don't hate Zelda. Zelda's good. Very boring and bad. Zelda's good. Interesting. Zelda's good. There's probably a horse at some point. And we are back from our break. This is off thenextweb.com. Nintendo reveals surprise new Pokemon mobile game. Are, are, are you guys excited? I mean, I was surprised. I keep completely out of the blue. Yeah, I was super surprised too. What? They announced this like a year ago. 
What? I don't remember a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember them announcing this at all. Yeah, we talked about it. They uh, they announced that a poke. Okay, so I'll just read the news article, then we'll talk about it. A, a new Pokemon mobile game called Pokemon Rumble Rush was announced this week. Rumble Rush is the latest in the Rumble series, which is also called Pokemon Scramble in Japan. And it is a lesser spinoff of the main Pokemon games uh, that is basically a beat-em-up involving chibi versions of your favorite Pocket Monsters. The first game came out on WiiWare, uh, and then a sequel came out on 3DS and Wii U. As typical with the Rush series, your character travels to different islands, unlocking various creatures and beating, beating up other Pokemon that you see by repeatedly tapping the screen. According to the Play Store description, your in-game currency is called Ore, which can be refined into different types of gear. Uh, this game was initially announced as Pokeland in 2017. I do remember that. And had a few alpha tests in Japan. There has not been much press since. Most people forgot it completely existed. This was not made by DNA, which we talked about last week. Uh, but ru- but Rumble Rush is made. Okay, this is how I know Rumble Rush is going to be an amazing game. It was developed by Umbrella, the same studio that made the past Rumble games. They also made everyone's favorite game, Pokemon Dash. Given the popularity, if that word is even sufficient, of Pokemon Go and the current hotness of Pokemon in the wake of Detective Pikachu. Uh, it's a little odd that this this is an opinion, but it's odd that the release was so low-key. Currently, this game is in Australia, uh, but it will be put out on iOS and Android everywhere else. Quote, soon, we have contacted Nintendo for more information. We're recording this on Sunday, which we always do. I would not be surprised by the time this recording goes up that Pokemon Rumble Rush will be available everywhere this week maybe not but i was just talking to bobby during the break that apple does not uh approve apps on saturdays and sundays unless it is a huge huge exception why does australia get all the good stuff first yeah they got pokemon go first too that was only like a day earlier but uh i don't know like smaller english speaking audience that are s- should we call Mark? Yes, please yeah, get him know, on the telephone. The answer. <laughs> I <laughs> love most things Pokemon. <laughs> A huge fan of Snap. Loved me some Pokemon Puzzle League. Pokemon Quest, easily one of my favorite games. Really, really like Pokemon Go. I have never really liked the Rumble series at all. And this is coming from somebody who bought all the Rumble U figures, the pre-Amiibo figures. I don't know if anyone remembers Rumble U on the Wii U. I certainly do. So that's, they released these little uh, NFC figures, uh, Chibi. They were four Amiibos. I went to a GameStop. I bought an entire box because just like booster packs you can buy individually sealed blind box things or you just buy an entire box i went to gamestop i asked if they had a whole box they said no but they could order one they ordered one for me i spent like 120 dollars. i got it home 
I opened the box. I got every figure but one. I didn't. I think that game. Speaking of shinies, Bobby, I think that had two shinies. I think Eevee was allowed to be shiny, and I think like Mew was allowed to be shiny. Uh, no, not Mew. No, no way. Okay. What was I can't remember all the figures because there was only like fourteen of them. I'll look it up. But two of them could be shiny, and they were they were going on eBay for like thirty bucks, which is like ugh, I don't want to spend thirty dollars on a little figure. If I liked the ga- the game more, I might have. Wait, how much were they individually? I missed that. Oh, they must have been like three ninety nine individually. Okay. Man, that was such a long. I mean, the Wii U was really long. Uh, okay, so here are the figures they had. They had Bulbasaur, Pikachu, Torchic, Pip-Pup, Lucario, Victini. Oh, I gotta find these figures now. Eevee, Mewtwo, Krogunk, Zorark, Litwick, Genesect, Mew, Celebi, Jirachi, Deoxys, Darkrai, and Shaman. And they did have shinies. They had Pikachu, Eevee, and Genesect. That was the shiny. Genesect, and they had promotional figures. They had Kiram Black and Kiram White, and then they had exclusive figures. Bulbapedia actually doesn't have pictures of some of these exclusive figures, but they had exclusive figures for a Pikachu, which you could only get at the Pokemon Center, a Lucario figure that was limited to 200 copies that were raffled off by po- to Pokemon Smash viewers in Japan. Uh, they had a Genesect, which was limited to a hundred copies with a red drive. They had a Genesect with a burnt, or sorry, ge- a shiny Genesect limited to a hundred. They had Genesect with a burn drive limited to a hundred. Genesect with a chill drive limited to a hundred. Genesect with a douse drive and Genesect with a shock drive all limited to a hundred. And so there's literally only a hundred of those figures of each out there so there's not actually good pictures of them because whoever won them either never took a picture and posted on social media and or they're probably somewhere well Japan doesn't have basements but they're probably in a box never to be seen by the world again and so how many of them do you have how many of these I think I have all of them except Deoxys. I think when I bought a box and I opened all of them, I got like a couple duplicates. I think I have like two Piplups and I think I have like two Krogunks. But I think I'm missing one. But yeah, I bought a whole box. Yeah, they were $3.99 individually at GameStop. And they were 200 yen at Pokemon Centers. So I should I should find them. They all came in like individually wrapped Pokeballs because they were blind and you opened them. They were cool. And I can't remember what the shiny rate, but I I didn't buy any more after the fact because I just didn't like the game that much. I tried uh, even like I played with Irene because it's just a it's just a beat 'em up game and you just sit on a couch and play and it just was not super compelling. There's that one that was on the 3DS where you had your little kingdom and you kind of had to keep recruiting Pokemon to come and live in your kingdom and everything. And I had put you as my king. I think I think that was like Rumble Blast, maybe. Yes. But I um before I got into the habit of playing Monster Hunter every day, every morning when I get up, and before I was in the habit of farming berries in X and Y every morning when I got up every day. That was my I wake up in the morning and that's what I do. I would play Rumble Blast for like half an hour. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. That was like 
I think that was after I gave up on Pokemon Shuffle, and then mm, I did Rumble Blast for a while. Yeah, I remember this. Pokemon Shuffle is incredible. I do love Pokemon Shuffle. It's, it's incredible until you can't win without putting money into it, and then I was like, I'm out. See, pay to win. No, no. What, 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 at what point did you have to pay? So when they had those, like, like the, the Mewtwo level and those side levels that were, like, the extra mega Charizard oh, no, 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 down no. there. See, see, and- what you had to do was you had to go to the subreddit, and the subreddit <laughs> would tell you which Pokemon were optimal against Mewtwo. If you just went in against Mewtwo and you kept losing, it's because you were picking the wrong Pokemon. Well, you that know, there's the, one place on was, Earth you'll never find Will Anderson. Okay, but that was, Reddit. like, the cool thing about that game is, like, you your loadout did matter. So if you just, like, you could c- kind of go through the entire story with the same Pokemon just because you liked them, and that was totally fine. But, like, when you did the special challenges, there was specific Pokemon that were beneficial against, like, Mewtwo or Xerneas or Eveltal. Um, that you had to like switch to, and then the kind of the problem with that is like if you switch to them and they weren't high enough, you still weren't able to do it. So the game, the game still involved grind. I mean, it's a Pokemon game. It, literally every Pokemon game has grinding. There were certain Pokemon that did better in like legendary battles that I started leveling up. You didn't. I mean, you could put the money in to skip the grind, but I did most of those challenges okay if I just switched the loadout. Um. But well, the I, thing that I, really killed it for me was like when I was struggling on like Gumi and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I don't know. I remember like a couple of them being super tricky, but like I would just like once I beat that level, I was like, I'll just never do this level again because some of them are a little stiff. Did you guys play it on the 3DS or did you play it on uh, mobile or both? I only played on 3DS. I played the yeah. Wii U one. I played a little bit of the 3DS one. Um, I never played the WiiWare one. Um, and then this is the f- this is the mobile one, I guess. Oh, but Pokemon Shuffle, I played on 3DS. I did not play. Uh, I just couldn't bring myself to start over again. Oh, I I only ever played Shuffle on mobile, so I never played it on the 3DS. Yeah, I remember Shuffle was like Irene was addicted to it. And I was addicted to it, and we both had our 3DSs next to the bed, so we'd wake up on like Saturday and Sunday and both like that was like the first thing we did was like open the 3DS and play and like Saturdays was awesome because Saturdays when Meowth came Will remembers this oh yeah get your coins you get your coins every Saturday oh my gosh Shuffle was so good speaking of not good though Rumble is not good uh, in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's made by Umbrella uh, Umbrella has a great track record of successful Pokemon games. Let me read them to you. Uh, they really hit it out of the park with their first, you know, 10 out of 10 game called Hey You Pikachu. Uh, it worked very well. They took that success and they moved on to everyone's second all-time favorite Pokemon game called Pokemon Channel. Then they were two for two for just smash hits. And they introduced their third smash hit that everyone just adored, Pokemon Dash. And then continuing that successful pack path of amazing Pokemon games, they introduced the world to my Pokemon Ranch. And then they really found their niche in 2009 after their first three, four successful games and then started making a game called Pokemon Rumble. They were like, we got something here. You know, our first 
four games and now Pokemon Rumble. We're on to something, so let's introduce in 2011 Pokemon Rumble Blast. And they were like, people love this critically acclaimed Reggie himself is a Rumble fan. So in 2013, we're going to introduce R Pokemon Rumble U. The Rumble phase does not stop. Just hit after hit. In 2015, Umbrella introduced Pokemon Rumble World. Four years. It took them four years to think of another hit game. And Pokemon Rumble Rush is here on Android and only Australia. As you can see, I provided a perfect case of why everyone in America and elsewhere should be very excited that Pokemon Rumble Rush is coming. How could you disagree with their track record? Well, I mean, there's got to be some reason that the Pokemon company keeps recruiting them. I was going to say, someone must like Rumble. <laughs> I have no clue who's working at Umbrella. <laughs> I also have no clue how it takes four years to make this game. What has happened? <laughs> It's been 10 years. In 10 years, they have made five Rumble games, and four of the years have been on this mobile game. What is going on at Umbrella? Why? Well, maybe they were doing other stuff. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Who? What is happening? They wanted to perfect it. <laughs> Sometimes that takes time. Didn't Zelda Breath of the Wild take about the same amount of time as this mobile game to make? If we're putting the time it took to develop Breath of the Wild <laughs> to the time it took... Okay, alright, hold on, let's back up. <laughs> Four years between Rumble World and Rumble Rush. It's not... Even if you do, like, Rumble, what is, like, the key... Feature separating these five games that they're yeah, like. <laughs> well, we haven't tried Rumble Rush yet. Maybe it's got a new innovation in the way that you tap the screen to attack. Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Breath of the Wild uh, took five years to develop. This only took um, four years to develop. So that's that's why you need that. You yeah. need that fifth year to really perfect to perfect your game. Yeah. I'll try it. I mean, I, <laughs> this 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 game's not going to be a Magikarp jump. No shuffle. I can already tell you. It's no shuffle. It's no quest. It's no magic carp jump. Uh, will it be better than duel? That is the real question. A year from now, we're going to be on this podcast, and Steve's going to talk about his Saturday mornings he spent playing Rumble Rush and how much he really loved it. <laughs> I can tell. We'll see. We'll see. We'll do a very thorough review once, uh, once it arrives on iOS and Android for the rest of the world. All right, speaking of things on iOS and Android, Pokemon Go, two things. One, this is off Pokemon.com, more Pokemon and new features in Pokemon Go. Uh, Pokemon Go players are about to discover there are plenty, there's plenty of excitement in store as more Pokemon and features have been showing up in the game. As you encounter Pokemon in the wild or hatch eggs, be on the lookout for more Pokemon originally discovered in the Sinnoh region such as Cherubi, Gibble, and Hippopotas, and more. In addition to ex the expanded Pokemon roster, some Pokemon can now learn ground the ground-type move charge attack Earth Power. This powerful move may lower your opponent's defense in trainer battles and is now available 
on some newly introduced Pokemon, as well as Nidoqueen, Nidoking, Aerodactyl, Camerupt, and Claydol. On top of that, new Pokemon and moves are not only the only surprises to be found in the latest update. There are three new special lure modules now available in the store, and they will start showing up later this season as they're available now. Uh, these special lure modules attract local Pokemon as well as bonus Pokemon based on the type of lure. Glacial lures can attract certain Pokemon that love the cold, such as water and ice type Pokemon. Mossy lure modules attract certain Pokemon that, uh, that play in leaves, such as bug, grass, and poison type Pokemon. And magnetic lures, uh, can attract Pokemon with magnetic personalities, such as electric, steel, and rock-type Pokemon. Not only that these special lures are useful for catching a greater variety of Pokemon, they can also be used to evolve Pokemon in certain ways. When, a trainers, when trainers are within range of uh, and can successfully spin a photo disc of a Pokestop that has been activated with a special lure module, it will enable the evolution for Magneton, Eevee, and Nosepass. These special evolutions will be confirmed in the Pokemon detail screen before you choose to evolve, just in case. With so many fun features, there are plenty of reasons to get out and explore. Have fun, trainers. This is awesome that we got special lure, new lures, I think, ever since Pokemon Go first came out. Applying a lure to a Pokestop always gave me the feeling of, well, what else are we going to be able to attach to a Pokestop? Uh, three years later, <laughs> we now have different things to attach to Pokestops. My opinion, before I pass it off to you guys, is I think it's cool to... I think the the mossy rock or icy rock that you would need in a main series game, I think temporarily turning a stop into one of those kind of captures that feeling uh, in, instead of forcing players to you know, travel somewhere far in order to do that. So if I set the lure with one of these special lures, it's for everybody in the neighborhood. Correct. Yes. Am I allowed to charge money for them to then come <laughs> and approach my lure? I see what you're saying. Lured this is a good strat. You find the Abraham Lincoln statue. <laughs> oh, it's not hard to find. It's okay. right there down by the river. I'm sure it is a, a stop. Hopefully not a gym. You lure it, and then you restrict people from talking to the Abraham Lincoln statue because you put your lure on it, and then you charge them a dollar so they can evolve their Eevee to Leafeon. Well, okay, no, but sorry. No, talking to the statue, those people are not Pokemon Go players. Okay. Those are people who think that a statue is talking to them. That's All right. Like two different communities. I'm going to put a wireless signal dampener behind the statue of Abraham Lincoln. Okay. So you need to, for, you have to pay me so that I exclude you from the dampener so your phone will actually work at the memorial. I see. And then you can access that particular territory. What are, what are we calling them? The Like the lure territories or something? Because <laughs> that's like, that's the kind of the way that they described it, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, as uh, the, you started off as as a real good joke, but <laughs> I actually see this as a reality, right? I, you know, these things cost money. Okay, lures are not free; they're two bucks. They're two bucks. Yeah, they're tw twice as much as a regular lure. 
you know what? I could, I could get a Snickers bar for $2. Mm, you can also get a Leafeon. You can have the satisfaction of now after three years, you can get a Leafeon, and then you can tell yourself, okay, I have Leafeon now. It's, it's, the, it's the, like, perfect... <laughs> It's like it it's the summary of all Pokemon Go players that are so loud and vocal that they don't have X Pokemon and then once they get it it's just like a a like just a shrug of okay now what <laughs> took, took too long to get it to me right I have been holding on to shiny Eevees since that stupid shiny Eevee community day just so I can get my shiny Glaceon and my shiny Leafeon well, there you go. Now's the time. Spend that $4 to get those two lures. Or you wait for three more hours for community day. Yeah. <laughs> you let the other people buy the lures, and then you save the two bucks. Okay, so like, there, I think it's cool, though, right? I think it makes community day more fun, or there's like two minor problems, right? Like, if you go to a park, and there's like eight Pokestops, and that's where you go for community day all the time. There could be the minor problem where like somebody lures up all eight with the regular one, and now that's like stuck for three hours, and that's like a bummer. But in real in reality, which probably won't happen, the the better situation is like three of those eight stops are one's probably going to be a glacier, one's probably going to be the mossy, and then one's probably going to be the magnetic, and so. It's just like a nice thing to give back of like, hey, I spent the $2 for this community day. For, so for three hours, people who are coming to this park, they can evolve their EVs and nose passes and magnetons. This, no, no, no. This is the reality. You're going to go onto these discords that these Pokemon Go players do, and you're going to see fights and arguments about who's putting which lure on which Pokestop oh, in sure. what neighborhood yeah, and how dare sure. you that's my territory we're gonna have gang battles it's gonna be the 1970s New York City all over again who who put the mossy lure on this torture community day I don't want canopies I want torches yeah there's gonna be it's, especially in Wisconsin there's gonna be restraining orders there's gonna be <laughs> people are everywhere people are gonna be throwing gonna Gatorade be bottles uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a nightmare today during community day <laughs> yeah it's gonna probably be... good if you skip the parks today Steve you might not come back alive <laughs> I won't be doing the show next week guys I'll be in prison I'm gonna get arrested for putting a magnetic lure on the on the porta potty stop and how dare I. Who wants to evolve a magneton back in this area? How? Why would you do this stop? It's so far away. I don't want to walk but this no, far. But no, it's not even going to be like that. It's going to be like, you put the magnetic lure on this particular... Can't you see, like, 30 feet away, somebody already put the magnetic lure on that poke <laughs> stop? Why are you wasting everybody's time and you're being so inconsiderate putting magnetic lures over everything... We had this all planned out days ago, and then you people come in, and you don't even, you're not part of the Discord, you're not real players. Oh my god, you're not even level 40. What a waste of my time. I can't believe I'm even talking to you, and you put the wrong lure on this stop, and now it's jammed up for three hours, and you've ruined my life. Pokemon Go is an incredible game. (laughs) (laughs) I think these lures are really cool, though. Jokes aside, I think they're cool. It is a slight bummer that they are more expensive than the other ones. Although $2 is, it's fine. But they, they do attract specific Pokemon. 
um, or specific types, I suppose. Uh, I could probably see in a year that they just bring them down in price. But also, I don't see them bringing them down in price because what in Pokemon Go has dropped in price ever? Although they could maybe do a, like a little box where you get all three for like, you know, a slight discount. I was surprised that they didn't put them into a box because uh, they just did new boxes on Friday as well. Like Friday evening, they came out with new boxes for this raid week. So if you want to raid, the ultra box comes with like 20 raid passes right now. But and if you want, you can throw away your 20 raid passes that you buy, even <laughs> though know. there has always been speci- specific boxes that never included raid passes. True. Very true. Uh, and that's an option. But um, yeah, with this raid weekend or with this raid week and everything, um, these boxes are great. I, th- I thought that it would have maybe included them in the i guess if they're so new they wouldn't yeah. want to actually give them any discounts yet because they can make a bunch of money off of them at the full two dollars and right before community day i think they they knew what they were doing this community day that That's i true. would as i would suspect and i will be going to two locations i'll be going to the mall which has five stops and then i'll go to target and then go to the park and that's that has i think like 12 stops so yeah, well, I'll see if I I do think what's going to happen is the mall because there's only five stops. I bet it's going to get all regular lured up, and I'm sure there will be there will probably be somebody screaming in the Discord. Um, but since I don't use Discord, I won't see it. Um, but I'm sure somebody will be upset that they didn't turn on like a an electric one or sorry a magnetic one. But I'm sure the people at the park will have one of each going and if they don't they don't but uh, i'll be curious to hear in like slack and 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 whatnot if if you know your your go-to place has a variety of these uh new lures this this weekend yeah if you have a lot of stops like the park that i go to it's a really big park it has 53 stops i think throughout the entire park i'm sure there'll be a variety of stuff um being being placed but i i know like those jokes you were saying earlier, I feel like there's going to be some realistic stuff to that because people are going to put down these lures that are going to attract. Well, I guess they attract additionally, they attract the, the spawns, right? So they do the regular spawns and then additionally they attract the specific type. Yeah. I'm sure there's data on it. I don't know. Like what is the, the Pokemon per minute ratio is it like a like a lure attracts like one extra pokemon like every two minutes so that's like 15 pokemon in an in an in 30 minutes is that the ratio it's it's one every three minutes for a regular lure oh okay so uh, but i'm wondering if it's going to be additional it sounds like it's going to be additional to those one every three minutes i don't think they're gonna so let's say during a torchic community day if lures would have spawned more torchic I don't think they're going to be replaced by a Magnemite. I think those are going to be additional to the normal spawn of the lore. Oh, I see. I think. I, I haven't actually done one myself, but from what the description is, it sounds like it's an additional spawn. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Oh, before we get to the raid stuff, uh, new Pokemon. It sounds like, uh, is it... Uh, Cherim? Cherim. Cherim is the easier one to find but cherubi is the harder one to find yes i found two cherubs so far i haven't even seen a cherubi on nearby uh i believe cherubi can come from eggs gibble is out in the world hippopotas uh shellos are 
out in the world, east and west, and it seems like they are split. I don't know what the line is called. I'm sorry. Split by the line that goes through like Prime Meridian. Prime Meridian, which I learned in like fifth grade, and uh, (laughs) I don't remember what it means or does. It is a it is a geographical coordinate system at which the long longitude is defined by zero. Together, a prime meridian with its anti meridian form a great circle. A great circle divides a spherical, aka Earth, into two hemispheres. Um, and I think that runs through like Africa and like France. It runs around the entire world. The prime meridian goes through Greenwich, <laughs> in England. There you go. Oh, that makes sense. It goes through Paris. It goes through Amsterdam. There's a Wikipedia here. It goes through all of these places. Greenwich in England is where it's known to be. The that that's that is the center point for latitude. On the east of that is East Shellos. West of that is West Shellos. So apparently, if you're in Greenwich, 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 Uh you can get both. Or oh. if you hmm. just happened to catch them before they decided to make them regional, you could have gotten both because there was for like about an hour, hour on Friday, yeah, they were spawning everywhere. Both were spawning everywhere. I wonder what the like technical issue was there. So this is, I was thinking about that today because I was very angry. There was one down the street from me on Friday. I was at work. I said, nope, I am working right now. I will catch one later. Then they made them regional. Uh, I am happy they're regional though since... They are literally East Sea and West Sea. Yes, but, for for, um, the, for the lore reasons, just for people real quick before Bobby says, in 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 Sino, uh, there's a mountain that breaks that region in half. As much as people love Sino, that mountain's really annoying because you have to go through it a million times. Yep. Uh, and that mountain's really big. And when you get to the Elite Four, you need like thirty HMs to get to the Elite Four. You need to, like, defog slash rock climb slash surf slash strength slash waterfall slash whirlpool slash cut slash slice slash boulder lift your way to the Elite Four. It's real annoying. But in the Sinnoh region, the mountain is what separates uh, East Coast Shellos is East side of the mountain. And then West Coast Shellos is on the West side of the mountain. So they are regional in the sake of Sinnoh, but... They're both in the Sinnoh region. They're just separated by this mountain that exists in the game. Um, okay, sorry. I just wanted to no, get yeah. that lore reason out. No, it's good because it's it's like the first regional Pokemon in Pokemon Go that is actually regional within a game, right? Within a main series game. So it was really weird when it wasn't regional when it initially came out, um, especially because the forms are literally called EC and West Sea, even in Pokemon Go. But I think that what might have happened is this is the first time I think that forms have been regional. So, mm. you know, so it's like you get a Shellos, it, you have one in your Pokedex. So, but this is the first time where, yeah, where it's been a form that's regional. And so maybe that was complicated or maybe they weren't, they were working stuff out with that. Uh, raid week. We'll go through this real quick. Um, this is off PokemonGoLive.com. Uh, get ready for the summers with a special week of events. Prep your best teams and your raid passes. Get ready for an extraordinary raid week. Test your battle skills. Um, so from Tuesday, May 21st to Tuesday, May 28th, one week long, they are redoing the raid system here. So one star raids, 
are going to be limited to four Pokemon. Machop, Slackoth, Shinx, and Bronzor. Uh, all of these can be shiny with the exception of Slackoth. Bronzor is going to be a new shiny. Two-star raids, Misdrevious, Curlia, Mawile, Feebas, Clampearl, and Beebarrel. All of these can be shiny with the exception of Curlia and Beebarrel, which I feel like that's just like, ha ha ha, Beebarrel. <laughs> Three-star raids, Alolan Raichu, Chansey, Scyther, Aerodactyl, Floatzel. Four-star raids, Alolan Marowak, Dragonite, Tyranitar, Absol. Metagross, and then your five-star raids are going to be Azelf, Uxie, and Mesprit, depending on your location. Uh, shiny Bronzer is a new shiny for this event. You're going to get two times Raid Stardust, two times XP, which is the first time I feel like they've done both of these. I feel like it's usually one or the other. Yeah, I don't know if they've done them together. And then they're going to do a legendary raid hour. They actually announced this one early. Uh, Wednesday, May 22nd, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Your time. So it doesn't matter what time zone, just 6 to 7. Uh, the number of raids of all levels will increase. So this won't specifically be five-star raids. It will just be every gym you see should have a raid on it. And then there will be a Lapras Day. So on Saturday for America, Greenland, Europe, Middle East, Africa, and India will be Saturday from 11 to 2 your time, 11 a.m. to 2 your time. And then if you're in the Asia Pacific area, that will be Sunday from 11 to 2 uh, their time. That will feature Lapras for three hours. You will get five bonus raid passes on that day. Now, you do not get them in your inventory. It's just the first five raids you do in those three hours will be free. So you just can't, you know, get five raid passes and then move on. You have to do five free ones before you start. Well, technically six, I guess, because you get your your normal daily too. I think I think it's five with your daily. Oh, is it? You don't get a yeah, six so, one? Yeah, because I've, what, in the past, I've saved the one from the day before. Oh, that's your six, six total. Got yeah. It. So save your pass, I guess, for the day before. My, my mistake. Lapras is allowed to be shiny. Yeah, I guess I do do more raids, I, I guess. <laughs> I think it's great that they just released the ability to delete raid passes like a week before announcing this giant raid week. That would allow a lot of people yep. to probably just use up all those raid passes that they just deleted. Yep. I don't know if that was just bad timing or if that was like a troll on Niantic. Have people throw away all these raid passes and then... Because I know, I know some people argue, you know, I don't have the ability to raid with people. Um, there's just not enough raids. But with this raid week, I assume most gyms are just going to have raids kind of constantly going. I would assume there will be a lot of one-star raids featuring Bronzer, Bronzer. specifically. Yeah. Um, which you can do solo. I think if you were like level 15, you could easily do that. Bronzer yeah, if you're level doesn't... 15. You don't have raid passes. I mean, you don't have a ton of raid passes, you know? Yeah, right. Do you guys remember a time when weekends were about running errands and taking care of the other things in your life, and it wasn't just, well, I'm on the Pokemon Go grind once again. Yeah. Yeah. Every weekend. and before were great. But, yeah, every weekend now. Yeah. I even... I'm really excited for Lapras. 
really, really excited. I was hoping that the Lapras, when I read it, I got really excited because the uh, Madison Regionals is coming up. And I thought that Lapras Day landed on Madison Regionals, which would have been great. It doesn't. It's the week before um, because I was like, oh, I'm going to Madison to, you know, just hang out. I'm not competing. Uh, but I was like, oh, that'd be so great to, like, walk around Madison because they have a lot of gyms around where the, the tournaments take place and, like, do that in Madison. But it's the week before. So uh, I guess this weekend I'm doing Community Day. Next weekend I'm doing Lapras Day. And then the next weekend I'm doing uh, Madison Regionals. So for the next three. And then I think the week after that is Go Fest or something. <laughs> <laughs> nope the week after that is community day and then uh the week after that is go fest so literally for five weeks in a row my week my weekends are dedicated to pokemon go you don't have to you don't have to get that shiny torchic or shiny lapras or shiny whatever the next community day is but new lures <laughs> Yeah, bonus I, I raid. I, I, yeah, I you know, it. I make it sound like it's it's like dreadful, but like uh, sometimes it's just nice to go into a weekend being like I have no obligations. Absolutely, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, I am. I'm very excited for Shiny Lapras. Um, what was the last? I think the last raid day was was it Gengar? Yeah, was it yeah, day? it was back in and that was November. And that was, I don't know. I wasn't as excited by that. I only did. I ended up doing only like three raids because I got the shiny on the third one. I know because I really want Lapras. I'll probably do about twenty raids, and I'm probably not going to get it. That's just how. That's just how it works out in the Pokemon Go world. The ones you really care about, you don't end up getting. But we'll see. I'm excited. Bring back up your point. I just think it's super funny that they introduced the ability to delete raid passes. A yeah, couple of days before a week where they're increasing the amount of raids. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't be an accident, right? Or can it? I have oh, no, that's never... good project management right there mm, is what that is. That is, yeah. <laughs> I have never seen so many people so excited that they can delete the things at one point they paid money for. And I've seen a lot of people saying like, well, I technically didn't buy the raid passes. I bought the, I bought this bundle pack. So it was discounted. So it made more sense to like buy it that way. And I just cannot buy that for a second. That's like going to the store and being like, well, the toaster was on sale. So I it would be stupid not to buy it. I saved money. And it's like, just because it's on sale doesn't mean you saved money. You still bought the toaster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, myself, I'm on the side of, I'm just going to keep the passes, do the raids. You know, I'm not going to delete stuff. I do think that you should be allowed to delete things you've purchased for that same reason. If somebody wants to go buy a toaster because it's on sale and they're never going to use it, like, that's on them. So it's not, I don't think it's Niantic's job to like, oh, you bought this, now you have to keep it. So yeah. I think that giving that option to people is good in that sense. But in a for game myself, with like, microtransactions, though, I can't ever think to bring myself to be like, I paid money for this. <laughs> Why would right. I delete it? No, I agree. I agree. That's money out of my pocket. Mm -mm -mm, I'm not throwing that away. I mean, you do get some for free, right? So like you do when you do the Mew and Celebi, you do get like, I think like five or six from each of those. If you bought, like, 
So if you bought a $15 box that came with like 14 raid passes, and I, I totally get the argument, there are points in time where they did have boxes. So they've always had boxes without raid passes, and they've always had boxes with raid passes forever. You can go back two years ago where you see people on Reddit or if you just read the Pokemon Go comments or whatnot of like, no raid passes, Niantic. I'm not buying this box. You'd get all those people that were like very salty that a box didn't include raid passes. And we did live in a time where there were no raids. There was a full year of no raids and there were plenty of boxes that were just incubators and berries and great balls uh, or sorry, ultra balls. And then they started doing boxes with raid passes, and then they started doing boxes without raid passes, and then people complained that these boxes didn't have raid passes. So don't try to argue that, like, oh, well, I got uh, 87 raid passes because Niantic puts raid passes in everything. They definitely didn't. There were definitely hundreds of comments of being like, no raid passes, Niantic, I'm not spending any money. <laughs> like, there, there are always been both. They just might not have been up at the same time. So it's like yeah. they might have done like two weeks of a box with raid passes and then the next two weeks of boxes with like more incubators and no raid passes. We're even in a time right now where so last year during some event they did a, a box sale where the ultra box I believe came with 24 raid passes and it was like one of the best box sales they've ever done um, just based on you know versus everything you got for that $15. And since then, there have been, and I'm not saying these are the same people deleting raid passes to two completely different camps, maybe, but anytime a box comes out that doesn't have anywhere near 24 raid passes, there's always the complaint of why can't we go back to those days with that raid box with that many raid passes? So you have one group that isn't happy when a box has even 12 raid passes. And then you have the other group that is quickly deleting their raid passes because at a time they purchased too many. So, I don't know. But if you're also, also, if you're buying like a $15 box, this is the other thing that like is mind blowing to me. And we had like a, we had like a fun slash funny conversation in Slack about this. But if you're buying a $15 box that's coming with like 12 raid passes and then you're making the argument that you have no bag space, if you spend $2, you have 50 more spots in your bag. Right. I've already maxed out my bag. That is like the one exception is like if you already maxed out your bag, you've put, how much is it to max out your bag? Like 60 bucks? Niantic gave me all that credit. And that's the first thing I did with it. Like, if you were ma- to max okay, well, out your, your, I don't even know what your bag starts with anymore. Like five hundred. I think sp- it starts with three fifty. No, two fifty. So two dollars gets you fifty spots. So if you're complain, like if you have like fifty raid passes, just spend two dollars, and that fixes that issue. Now, if you have like max storage, you've already spent over forty dollars to max out your storage, plus your clearly buying $15 boxes to get all these raid passes. I like I like, what are you storing? <laughs> like I don't understand. <laughs> like I have like I think right now I have like 36 raid passes and like I think that's the most I've ever had, but I'm I'm using like two a week. 
Right. But also, like, I have 200 rare candy. I have 401 max potions. I have 380 max revives. I have, between both my TMs, I have 80 TMs. I have 200 rare candy, 318 golden raspberries. Like, I have so many things I can throw away. Do I need 318 golden raspberries? Heck no. I could, I probably don't even need 200 of them. Do I need... 400 uh max uh revives absolutely not i could throw away 300 of those and go down to 100 and be completely fine uh, i have 100 pokeballs i can get 100 pokeballs in 15 minutes of walking up and down a street and spending 30 stops uh, i have 80 ultra balls again don't need like if you have max storage like i don't what uh, like, how are you out of... Like, I don't understand what you're hoarding. And I'm a hoarder. <laughs> I just... I'm very curious of, like... if It's your money. You bought the right passes, delete them. I don't... It just... To me, it's like deleting a dollar. Or throwing yeah. away a dollar. I just can't fathom it. I don't know. I agree in the sense of... I bought these raid passes. I'm going to use these raid passes. I also haven't maxed out my storage. My storage is at 1900 um, and I have a lot of stuff like, uh, like you. I have a ton of TMs. I have a ton of golden raspberries. I have a ton of, you know, rare candies, uh, raid passes. I have a ton of star pieces and lucky eggs that, you know, after level 40, I don't even use the lucky eggs anymore. But I bought all this stuff, so I just feel like I don't want to delete it because I paid for it. But I also, like we were saying earlier, like I get people want to delete what they purchased, then that's fine. That's on them. Yeah. If you don't have raids to do, I guess you don't have raids to do, but we'll, well, see. Do we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how many raids are actually happening. I'm very curious if like the same gym is going to like respawn a raid after it's done with a raid. I'll be right. curious if that happens. We'll see. Well, maybe this week will be disappointing. Maybe it's not as many raids as they seem to put in the press release. Uh, last thing here real quick is that you can um, name your Eevee uh, Lenia. Is that how you say it? Lenia? Lenia? How is it spelled? L-I-N-N-E-A. Lenia. Lenia. Or you can name your Eevee Rhea. And if you do so, uh, your Eevee will evolve into Leafeon in Pokemon Go without needing the uh, lure module. And if you name your Glaceon Rhea, it will evolve into, or sorry, if you name your Eevee Rhea, it'll evolve into Glaceon. You can do this once. This nickname trick works once. If you're curious of why those two names are picked, Linea is located in Hano Beach in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And they, uh, they have a Leafeon that you can battle. And Glaceon has an, oh, uh, there's a, Woman named Rhea, who has a Glaceon in Iki Town in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, which has a Glaceon you can battle. There is uh, Eevee trainers in all of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon spread out. There's an Eevee quest in that game um, where one has, you know, a Jolteon, a Vaporeon, etc., etc. So uh, those are the two nicknames there. Now, in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, the Sylveon user is named Sakura, uh, but they've used Sakura already for, I think, Espeon? Yeah. The the entire naming scheme uh is not does not fully match up from Pokemon Go to Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, but those two specific trainers, Rhea and Linia, do. 
Um, so that's just where the reference is. I'm sure there are references for the um, first five, but I don't have them in front of me. But because we're talking about Leafy and Glaceon, there's your little trivia that they're two tra- there are a bunch of EV trainers in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and two of the names match two of the trainers. It's interesting that they've changed it up. Well, because when you were talking about the, the initial, like the other five, the first three, Vaporeon, Jolteon, and Flareon, were based on the the three brothers that had them in that EV episode. Oh, in the, first season. the original season. It's like Sparky and Rainer. There were two other. Yeah, so yeah. it was based off of those trainers' names. So it's it's cool that. Um, I mean, maybe I don't know. Is there maybe there's not Leafeon and Glaceon trainers that are specifically known in the anime? But it's cool that they switched it from like an anime reference to now a Ultra Sun Ultra Moon reference. But it's nice that they're like getting the lore from different places, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. not like Pokemon Go is living in isolation from it's not like everything they just else Pokemon. Made up these names out of nowhere. They're like, ah, Rhea <laughs> sounds it. good. Also, formerly Danny DeVito's wife. And I don't know if they got divorced or not. Hmm. No, they're never going to get divorced. Right? Did, I, sorry, I don't that's, know. That's completely random. I just saw a headline that said Danny DeVito's wife will never divorce him because it's not worth the money or something like that (laughs) (sighs) question of the week uh these questions are sent in by our slack addict channel so thank you guys for sending questions and there was a little bit of news that they posted this week but we just ran super long so we'll, we'll try to wrap it up here uh bobby since uh greg is not here you are the greg replacement for question of the week it's time for the question of the week. Always impressive. Uh, this is from Jeff. Their friend Ashley asked the question vicariously through them. What do you think the strangest slash most disturbing Pokedex entry is? I refuse to answer this because um, Ashley is not part of the Addict channel, and that's just cheating. It is true. <laughs> Getting through there. I don't know. There's like some that I feel like most ghost Pokemon, like Drifloon is pretty, like Drifloon is the one that like carries children away. Yeah. Oh, there's one. So my friend posted one on Instagram. He took a picture of a Frostlass and then was commenting on how creepy the Pokemon Moon entry was for it. So with Frostlass, it's uh, the soul of a woman lost on a snowy mountain, possessed an icicle, becoming this Pokemon. The food it most relishes is the soul of men. Pretty creepy. I will. I don't know what the creepiest one is, but I'll pro- I'll bring up one that most people probably have never thought of because I think the 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 haunters and Gengars and Drifloons and and Drowsies I think are already well established of being creepy. Yamas, Cofagrigus are pretty creepy. Most of most people forget this is actually a Pokemon, um, but Cacturn. I'll read, I'll read the one from Alpha Sapphire. If a traveler is going through a desert in the thick of night, Cacturn will follow in a ragtag group. The Pokemon are biding their time, waiting for the traveler to tire and become incapable of moving. Well, I have an unpleasant uh, Pokedex entry for you. And uh, I'm not going to say the name of the Pokemon, and you guys guess <laughs> which Pokemon it is. Uh, this Pokemon's toxic pollen triggers atrocious allergy attacks. 
That's why it is advisable never to approach any attractive flowers in a jungle, however pretty they may be. That sounds like vile plume. That is vile plume. Allergies are the worst. That's a good, yeah, I don't know. I feel like as we go on, Pokemon Dex entries get more and more dark. Yeah, they're they're very dark yeah. in um, Gen 7. I think the Drifloon one, like you were saying, the Drifloon one involves, doesn't it involve, like, taking children away? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. It, like, tricks children into, like, yeah. So, okay, now that I'm looking at Vileplume, why doesn't Vileplume have Pokedex entries in Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun, or Ultra Moon? Uh, it doesn't have oh, a regional deck. It's, yeah, I feel ripped off. Well, speaking of dex entries and Pokemon, give us our Pokemon of the week or our clues, I guess, for last week. Our clues for last week, trading card game, you breaking the rules of deck construction. Oh, I know this one. It's uh, There's a regular one and a GX one in the set. Um, normal version is uh, takes no damage from ghost types, and the regional variant takes no damage from psychic types. And in Pokemon Conquest, it evolves when its predecessor's speed reaches 96 or higher. I guessed this one. I looked this one up, so I'm not going to answer it. I guessed this one and then looked it up and was wrong. Wow, really? Yeah. The Pokemon is... Persian. Persian with the Catterday deck. Heck yeah. Yeah, I guessed. I was thinking in my head. Um, I Yeah, the clues obviously now don't make sense, but uh, Doug Trio. Oh, because it's fast and stuff. And then looked it up, looked up the, the set and saw the Persian and was like, oh, shoot. Doug Trio GX. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, the only trivia for Persian is the national Pokedex number and the Alolan Pokedex number in Ultra Sun on Ultra Moon are the exact same at 53. For a Gen 1 Pokemon, there is little to no trivia about Persian. That's super sad. That's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, there's all this stuff about, well, I don't know. I feel like there's so much anime, well... It's not in the anime a ton, but just it being like Giovanni's yeah. Pokemon. I feel like there would be more more info. Yeah, they really uh they really keep Persian close and only really to Giovanni. Does it have a good shiny? I don't know what it's uh I no, it's-, it's just uh no, not really. <laughs> no. Um it's shiny is like it turns from a off white to a different off white and then the inside of its ears are normally like the color of its skin, but it's shiny. The inside of its ears turn pink, which it's like one of those subtle shinies. So it's kind of like Aeron where like its eyes just turn colors for Persian. Its ears change colors. Okay. It's okay. Oh yeah. And the Alolan one's just darker. Than the... hmm. In gold and silver, it oh. had a pretty, pretty cool shiny. And the Alolan one has the bigger head. Yeah. That's that's the main thing. It's got the Garfield yes, it's head. Got the giant head. It has the big cat head. All right. Ready for this week's Pokemon of the Week? Yep. You're either going to get it or you're not going to get it. Here we go. Frequently, I am asked by people who are not knowledgeable about yarn crafting whether I sew. While the art of sewing is indeed somewhat involved with weaving, which is frequently done with yarn, it bears little relation to knitting and crochet, which I practice. 
Quite honestly, most knitters try to avoid joins and seams as much as possible. This week's Pokemon is related to the creation of clothing, and its evolution could be considered a seamstress. It has wraps it, wrapped itself up in leaves to stay warm, but unfortunately that has not improved its demeanor. Members of the ISE Slack community will clearly recognize this Pokemon from the expression on its face. It is said in a way that it could be related to Hikikomori, people with such intense social anxiety that they never leave their homes for any reason. It is either strange or fitting, then, to evolve this Pokemon, you must have high friendship with it. It evolves from its previous evolution at level 20. All of them are known for wearing clothes. You might confuse this Pokemon for another that is known for wrapping itself up in clothes. One big difference is this Pokemon has only one type combination throughout its evolutions, while the others can change. They do share the ability Overcoat as a hidden ability, which makes them immune to weather effects during battle. Otherwise, this Pokemon's normal abilities only activate in harsh sunlight. In the cartoon, Ash is known for having one of these Pokemon on his team, and it was very cute. Eventually, he let it evolve, though. That evolution was left with Professor Oak when Ash set sail for Kalos. There you go. That's your Pokemon of the week. Yeah, I got nothing. I got oh come right on! Now. It's so easy. <laughs> no, I've no. <laughs> I'll listen to it again and see maybe. I gave you everything, all the clues. Well, that will wrap it off for our episode. Thank you guys for being on. You're welcome. Be You're back welcome. Uh, next week. I don't know why I'm like debating. <laughs> We'll be back next week. I'm just I was just looking at when GoFest is. Final episode, never coming back. Yeah, 360 <laughs> is it. Uh we'll be back next week. Uh some house cleaning real quick. Uh we are trying to get the subreddit to be more active. You're probably like, whoa, there's a subreddit. There is reddit.com slash r slash super effective. Just super effective. As of this podcast, we have 460 members, so if we get 40 more members, we'll be at 500. Uh, episodes get posted there. Uh, Twitch clips get posted there. Um, other odds and ends get posted there. I've been posting my deck lists that I've been using in the TCG there, so if you want to build Catterday or uh, Reshiram Charizard, I have the decks that I've personally used that I've liked i will try not to post a deck list unless i've played it a lot and i feel somewhat confident about that so if you are somebody who spends a lot of time on reddit uh r slash super effective shout out to everyone who has left us a review in apple podcast you want to help out and support the show super easy way to do that is to go to itunes on your computer or apple podcast app on your uh ipad or tablet or sorry, iPad or iPhone, um, and leave a review. I think we're almost to 1,100 reviews. I think we're 17 reviews away there. Um, if you want to support on Patreon, isc.cash. Uh, if you want to follow Bobby on Twitter or Instagram, I can't remember where the dot goes or doesn't go, so I'm going to let Bobby say that. Twitter is PKMN snaps. Instagram is PKMN dot 
snaps. There we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Will is at washing the sink. I am at dragging a lake. Uh, we'll be streaming Pokemon all week on Twitch. I know I say this every week, but every like at least once a day, somebody comes in and they're like, I'm a podcast listener. I finally decided to check out the Twitch. So twitch.tv slash PKMNCast. We'll be back next week. Have a really good, hopefully you had a really good community day. I know you guys will be listening to this after community day. Have a good raid week. Have fun on Lapras Day and stuff. We'll talk about that stuff next week. Um, I'm sure it won't be any different, so we'll just bring it up of if it was or not. We'll see how good this raid week is for Pokemon Go. Have fun with Rumble Rush if that hits devices this week. Um, And we will see you all next week. Uh, This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super. Go get Rumble Rush. play it a lot too yeah i probably won't i think i'd rather play <laughs> duel <laughs> a big thank you and shout out to all the producers of it's super effective kevin cygnus jeff hat matrick catherine alex anthony and michaela thank you so much for supporting the show if you made it to the end of this and you would like to support the podcast you can head over to isc.cash And for $5 a month, you can get access to our anime podcast, Alola Vacation, exclusively for patrons of this show. Thanks.